Footy and Frothies, Dagny and Barney are back with you to talk all things National Rugby League from round 23. David, hello. Hi, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Good, Getting there? Good, good, good. Not a bad weekend? No, it wasn't. Uh, weather wasn't great. But no, but it, it never pissed down. It always felt no, like it was no, about just to. constantly soggy and wet. But Nothing like small there. talk to get listeners excited. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what happened? Anything exciting out of the weekend? Oh, great, mate. I'm happy to be alive, to be honest. A bit of a brush with death on Friday, so... It's fantastic. Near the, um, on the back roads out at Weatherill Parkway, a, um, a pretty big truck decided to take up my lane at the last minute and I've had to swerve to get around it and bounced off a guardrail and okay. yeah, obviously wasn't concentrating so didn't get any number plates or anything. Well, there was no collision with the truck anyway so there's nothing I can do. I'm going to have to pay the excess to get the, the crease taken out of the side of my car but right. just happy I didn't end up underneath a, um, a pretty big rigid truck there on Friday morning at 5am so... Good start to my day. Had yeah. some panic attacks and a bit of anxiety for the rest of the day, but got through it. Still, still here, happy to be alive, mate. That's <laughs> got home thing. and gave the daughter a hug, and yeah, so got through it. But Good to see you doing well. No, yeah, it's, um, yeah, makes you appreciate the little things, I guess. Of course, uh, especially little things. She's uh, she's a cute little thing, and. Um, yeah, went and saw Diesel Saturday night. Mariah surprised me with tickets. Yeah, there, so that's good. yeah he's not. He can play guitar. <laughs> Don't know if people are aware of that, but he's Sing not a little bad. Bit. <laughs> it wasn't bad, so it was a nice surprise. Uh, yeah, that's good. Sister-in-law watched the kids, so that was good. But uh, the rest oh. of the weekend was some pretty enjoyable games of footy. Actually, it was uh, some rugby league chaos, as I like. There was <laughs> especially the back end. Some goddamn officiating. There was. Pretty clinical performances at the Some start of the weekend. Yeah, uh, I think we learn a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think we might have Added, a question there's a little bit more little confusion bit. as well towards the bottom of the ladder. Or the bottom of the eight, a couple sorry. of those ones that got out, Joe. You almost would have rather got beat just so you could be more comfortable about how it all looks. But yeah. you know, maybe it all means nothing <laughs> unless you've <laughs> just been an accident on the <laughs> weather apart. But uh, yeah, that's what happened over the weekend. We're going to touch on each and every one of those games. I guess the only real news is that State of Origin is confirmed for Perth in 2025 and 2028. Probably means New South Wales are giving up those home games. It's generally how it works. Queensland yeah, don't give up too many. They, but they don't seem to like to give up a game, do they? But uh, I think there's also a tender in somewhere for New Zealand to get a game. I believe maybe 27 I saw. That would be a pretty good atmosphere, I would imagine. Well, you think that'd sell out, wouldn't you? Yeah. Make a weekend of it and have, it's a, been rocking over there this have year, an international so. and... Yeah, do Sold out a proper. few games. Perth, we saw Perth played pretty well over the weekend with the two games mm. that played out there. So it's always generally a pretty hard and flat track. There was a there was one spot in the field that seemed to get pretty slippery. There was a few blokes sliding mm. around just under the goalpost at one end of the field, but it was a um, yeah, it was a good spectacle to see the two games out of Perth. It's an impressive stadium. Not that it I mean, is, it yeah, looks absolutely. impressive. Doesn't it's it? Pretty good. Looks somewhere you'd want to go and watch a test match or perhaps or two games yeah. of rugby league. Absolutely. Uh, signing is we may as well get the little stuff out of the way first. Jake Clifford uh, is back at the Cowboys. Ollie will be happy. Yeah, saw that. Only here <laughs> is to come in and uh, perhaps support Townsend or take over from Townsend. I'd say it would be to take over eventually. But uh, yeah. he's got a year to prove himself there. Jack Cogger and Jed Cartwrighter officially off to Newcastle. Oh right, I guess they're okay. decent enough backup players there. Jack Cogger's capable of being a first grade. Yeah, yeah. Half somewhere along the way, surely. And Jed Cartwright's shown flashes of. Probably being able to fill a, a constant spot in the seventeen somewhere, but um, can cover a back row and a centre. But he's doesn't seem to be sure given a is. full a full proper crack at it, to be honest. But yeah, some of those bits and be- bits and pieces players are on the way at it, South. So it'd be interesting to see what's on what's left there. Mm. Uh, they probably have to make a bit of room to fit 
Jackie Boy in this. True so. as well. And they've got, I mean, they've got some good, they're keeping some good ones. Talus yeah. Duncan's got something about him. For Doesn't sure. he? He's I very fleet of foot. Mm. Got some pace and um, seems to have a bit of decent strength too. You can you can brush a bloke off here and there. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll get to him later on. Injury news. We've got Chance, Dane Laurie and Molo all looking like missing the week with HIA. Charlie Staines probably doing the same with hamstring. Seb Chris at the moment is looking like about a month with the yeah, hamstring. Right. And that's probably a big out for them because he's dragged them out of some situations there. Uh, they were even actually. I think Vossi was taught. Was it Vossi calling the game? Was mentioning that perhaps he might end up five eight there next year. The way they're going, so okay. Obviously, Ricky likes him. We're just got to work out what he is. But yeah, I'd like to see um, a bit more of his passing game. Uh, it wasn't didn't really come to the fore too much at fullback. It was more of a running game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerome Hughes might could miss a bit longer than uh, just this week. Yeah, they come out after the game and said it's an ankle, not an illness. Yeah, so, so that's it. Could be another week or two. They'll try and I suppose nurse him into into finals time. Uh, so. And Matt Lodge has a CL of some description. It's either one of it's either an A or an M. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's George much went more down footy. with one too. And George did too. MCL. So they're probably missing uh, a fair bit of time. The fun one, I guess, is judiciary. I don't know how we want to talk about the high shots over the weekend, but uh, just first of all, Jack White was fined for contrary conduct. Apparently no. accused a referee of trying to get the Tigers back in the game. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, Mo. Direct and forceful contact to the head, sent off a week. Brown, uh, direct and forceful contact to the head, a week, sent off. Sam Burgess, direct and forceful contact to the head, allegedly. Tom. Tom, sorry. Three weeks, it was his third charge. Jerome Luai, direct and forceful contact to the head, third charge of the season. Uh, He got to laugh about it with a touch judge official and uh, nothing. $3,000 fine. How you can get sent off and get a week, I have no idea. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, you'd think that would be minimum two to three weeks. Um, the Mo one probably was, while it was direct and forceful, it probably wasn't as bad as the Nathan Brown one where he uh, didn't really leave his feet. He just sort of bunkered down and obviously I, Chance I got a bit the, low. I thought the Brown he hit was him the square in the three. face, obviously. But Mo was, um, and watching it live, watch, was it, um, at a dinner watching it live and it didn't look that bad, but when I watched the replay today, it was probably a bit worse than I first saw. Yeah, it was a shoulder square in the face. They probably, probably should have got 10 minutes more so. Both him and Burge, there was no intent in any of that. They were just good tackles that got a bit high. Yeah, yeah they came out of the line, so I thought 10 minutes would have been sufficient for all all four, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm Lu- surprised Luai didn't get Luai it. left his feet. Luai didn't even... Luai's was more of a shoulder charge than anyone's. So he actually... You see him turn his uh, turn his top half of his body to put the shoulder into the face. If um, and if left it was his a, feet. If it was a normal person's head, it probably would have been a different result. What, but it was what one of the biggest the heads in the game. If the two participants in that tackle were, were switched around, um, Luai would probably still be unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and Nelson would have been probably sent off. Yes, absolutely. So and probably suspended that, for a month. That left a bit of a. But, I would have thought yeah. ten minutes would have sufficed there, but. I think they all should have got 10 minutes and probably two weeks, realistically. Um, it's third charge, understandable for Tom. We get an extra week for his third charge. And uh, baffled at how Luai for a third charge of the season doesn't get anything. But what can you say? <laughs> Maybe we should just leave it on that comment before Penrith fans start <laughs> boiling. Comment below, please. Eight minutes into this show. But, yeah, comment below. Uh, also, Chris, uh, after the show, the previous show last week, commented on 
how we didn't mention any of the high shots from South last week and they all went unpunished against the Tigers. So you're a shit bloke, but I think There's so many of them that, that go past. Um, we did have a quick recap of that one. There was one that I didn't think there was anything involved in it, to be honest. It was just a really good hit. The other two, yeah, probably should have been penalties. And But how many do you see week in, week out that, you know, bounce off a shoulder and land on a chin and then well, uh, one gets penalised, one doesn't. One gets 10 minutes in the bin, one doesn't. There's just... Or even uh, just while we're waiting to set but up. there's so many different camera angles as well, which obviously... And they seem to find certain different. camera angles at certain times, which yeah. shoot certain cases. Yeah. And they're just, you know... It, I don't know if you go with a, um, a point of view from the referee. <laughs> That'd be an interesting view with Ref a GoPro. Hasn't that been tried? GoPro on the forehead or something, Didn't so you can see what he's looking at. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, all the different angles obviously makes for different watching from uh, what you're looking at. But mm. um, you're never going to get. They're never going to catch every single one unless you're no. stopping the game, like um, like the NFL with every play gets broken down and there's a stoppage after every play of the ball. Right. But even then, even, they're still going to miss some. Even then, the bunker's got a lot wrong. Haven't <laughs> they? What? <laughs> Just some of it, and some of it's fast. Some of the rulings, when when even like when the commentators and everyone at home's baffled, you're like, what are you looking at? Particularly around loose carries, strips this weekend, especially. I seem to notice there was four or five where one week, one game, it was one thing. That's probably one of the biggest different. gray areas in the game, to be honest. Like. <laughs> What's striking at a ball? What's trying to rip it out? What's not? And yeah. then you know, some result in tries, some result in penalties. Some <laughs> yeah, no tries. Who knows? It, um, yeah, take your luck when it's in. I suppose. Exactly. Uh, Any else you want to talk about from the week, apart from the games themselves? Well, Payne Haas now apparently has a million dollar contract on the table from Brisbane. Yeah, isn't it funny how so. um, you know he's mentioned in the news limited papers Bulldogs and Tigers, and next minute there's a million dollar offer from Brisbane. But apparently, according to Buzz this afternoon, he's going to reject it. Yeah, right. I don't know what he wants in life, apart from more money, but you'd think coming to any Sydney club or Melbourne club, surely Brisbane, are, if, if you want to win a comp, surely Brisbane are in as good a position as any club yeah, in, yeah. No, absolutely. in the um, comp. To win a comp... Maybe it's Melbourne. If you can get 1.5 yeah. from... But, like, if, you want, if you're going to take 1.4 from... Nelson. From the Tigers or the Dogs, well, you're not going far in life, are you? No, right? no, I, I, I don't think... I think Melbourne seems to be the... Where yeah, I've got a funny feeling it's going to be Melbourne or the Roosters. Um, you probably seem to be taking a step backwards going to the Roosters. Um, it'd be a very fucking handy pickup for the Sharks and we would probably be bump them up a couple of spots on the ladder if you had him putting out what he does every week. Mm. Um, yeah, very interesting. Whether whether it's all just talk and he d- is chasing a premiership, or whether he's just chasing the money, we're not. Like f- we've got to find out for a couple of weeks by the looks of it. There's not too many teams you would say are in a better premier position than, <laughs> unless you're signing at Penrith, Penrith. Like next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd think Brisbane. Are, Penrith. If you had to put money on one team to win a comp in the next five years, it'd be yeah. it'd be Brisbane. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. It'll all be posturing. They'll get you'll get one one point two instead of one point one or something. Uh, but what's that like? And the thing is, how how suddenly do Melbourne have this under the bonnet? I know they're potentially carrying a lot, but they've got a pretty expensive spine. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I, I, I dare say most of their packs not on a huge amount no. of money. So. Anyway, we'll see how that plays Some out. Some of the outside backs wouldn't be on a lot. Your surveys and that of the world wouldn't be on a lot of money. So. As people know, we don't tend to spend lots of time on speculation because it generally either doesn't get as far or we look stupid. But both. 
constantly. Maybe maybe, maybe it's a dollar eighty Brisbane and two sixty Melbourne, if that's what the way you're thinking. I couldn't imagine. I don't think dogs. the Brisbane come back again though if he knocks them back this time. Well, at some point you got to say thanks, mate. Cheers. So we're off him at a bit at the back end of last year, and then you know this is the second time he's knocked. Like if he does knock them back again now, that's the second time. Do you go back to the well a third time when you just cut your losses and? Like I know he's been, he's been a fantastic player for him, but you get two front rowers to do the same job for well, one yeah. bloke. And I, I know Flegler's going as well, but like you said, you're going to pull out names, go and get Max King and Stefano for a million bucks between them, and it's not it's not quite paying us, but it's not far off really. Yeah. And you've when you've still got uh, Willison and Palacio Carrigan. and Carrigan there, interesting to see how it plays out, I suppose. Yeah, not much else has happened this week, really. Not apart from some wacky shit in some of these games, which we'll get to. <laughs> we may as well get to it. Roosters 26, Manly 16 kicks us off. Um, featuring the height of the night, that classic comedy duo, Tedesco and Klein. What a what a team they are. <laughs> Tell us some stats. I laughed at Klein quite a bit during the night. <laughs> me, honestly. If you want to play a drinking game, have a shot every time Tedesco whinges about something. Because fuck me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't last 80 minutes. He's now the worst in the game. Well, you wouldn't have got and through this one if you weren't. And I think it's daylight. To every the time play. fucking Klein blew the whistle because it oh. was thirty-four or thirty-six times or something, he fucking stopped the play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> five tries to three, three out of five conversions, one out of three for Manly, one out of one penalty attempt for the Manly side. Seventy-five percent completion played, eighty-eight percent from Manly. One hundred ninety-seven plus running meters for the Roosters. Six line breaks to three, thirty-four tackle busts from both teams. 12 offloads to nine, two forced dropouts from both sides. A 40-20 kick by the Roosters, 323 tackles played 280, 11 errors to nine, 15 penalties conceded from the Roosters, six from the Manly side, four ruck infringements to five, three inside the tens to one, and a send-off for the Sydney Roosters and a sin bin for the Manly side. Uh, I, I did also enjoy the fact that Klein kept warning the Roosters about penalties. And then when the penalty count was 10-6 against the Roosters, he'd been the manly player. (laughs) Classic ass. That's fun stuff. Billy Smith with 100 super coach points. Daniel Tupu with 97. Then we had two other Roosters players before we got down to Hamali. Olakowatu on 79. Good game of footy-ish. It took a long time for Manly to get going. I thought they were on top early. I thought they were actually probably doing some of the better work in the first 10 or 15 minutes. They had multiple sets in some decent positions. But they just couldn't create anything. Like Schuster towards well, the back Schuster end of the game. Fixing got... to be the Schuster was like penned in to be pop player of the week this week <laughs> until the last ten minutes. Yeah, but... the, the back end of the game he got warm, but at the start he seemed to um he seemed to break down every time it got I think anywhere he had near one him. Run meter in the first hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, they just couldn't create enough pressure or any real opportunities, even though they were on the front foot. The Roosters, I thought, had a clear plan to um get the ball to the edges. And really test these manly centres, and once again, <laughs> which seems to happen every second or third game for Manly, their outside backs just couldn't defend well enough to stop some of this uh, work that was being done, especially out of the likes of Billy Smith and Tupu on that left edge. Manu decided to get involved with a dummy half um, barge over with some physicality that he seems to be able to. He must be a strong man. Like the way he throws some blokes around when they try to tackle him is ridiculous. I think there's a number of players on record that he's the hardest bloke to tackle in the game. And it shows. Yeah. I mean, and, and by the way, I did suggest that perhaps he should spend some time at dummy half. You did, yes. Um, so it was good to see that produced the next week. Yep. 
Um, I liked also, but on the outside backs, all three, the three big names, or two plus Billy Smith, who was fantastic, he was. probably the best player in the field, in my humble, uh, went looking as well. Suali went looking, Manu went yeah, looking, went and they uh, worked back through. And the they came of the field. back through, and that was the difference. I thought they looked like a better team for it. Yeah, well, that's when they started to really get the middle back because I thought Manly sort of did own that middle for 15, mm. 20 minutes, and then. Um, Soon as they got the points through uh, Tupu at the first try, that's when you you did see the the wingers and centers start folding back in and doing some of that grunt work in the middle, and then the forwards jumped on the back of it. Um, they looked really comfortable for the majority of the rest of this game, mm. like right up until sort of the last fifteen minutes when you, you'll see this is a common theme through this weekend. But clocked I off. thought the Roosters clocked off for the last fifteen twenty minutes. You'll, yeah. Penrith did it. Broncos did it. There's a few others that did it as well, but we'll we'll mention that as we get to it. But um, yeah, I thought they just sort of kicked it back a gear and cruised through for the last 20 minutes, which let Manly get a few opportunities that they probably didn't really deserve at the back end well, of this game. Olakwadu just had a. They were just too tired to be like, oh well, you know, they can beat us up, we can score, and a chip and chase off Schuster had done fuck all till then. Um, they're just sort of like, yeah, you just. Robo shouts at him a bit and they go, oh, well, we, we won. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. All they've got to do is keep winning from now. Um, another team that was in and around, sniffing around that bottom of the eight and they've done their chances no real good here with this Manly side. Um, no, Manly's done. Yeah, Newcastle's jumped into that position that Manly could have held up with, um, you know, just, just outside the eight. And well, in and around the eight. Now, but, Roosters have Dolphins, <coughs> Eels, Tigers and Bunnings. Right. They couldn't win yeah, all, all of four. Yeah, There's eight of those points that puts it. They're all against these shit outs, but they could put some points on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a live chance. They're a live chance of somehow salvaging this season <laughs> and finishing seventh or eighth, I think. Yeah, yeah obviously, depending they on the preferred results. They still need results to go their to way. Get beat this week. But. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought the halves were decent for Manly. Sipley and Croker had very good games. I thought Sipley was probably their best forward. He was um, doing a lot with the ball, and Croker was good. Um, actually, Hamale was their best forward, yeah, but that, gonna, that yeah. was flattered also, as you said, by a couple of... And Sipley was that left sort of by himself once Lodge broke down. And, yep. Um, would, did Woods have an injury or he just didn't do much? Just did a Woods, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> Garrick had a very good game. Also out the back there, Butcher and Collins were, were decent. Uh, so was Jared Warrior Hargraves. I thought Sia Wong was very good in this game. He, he had a down to, really ripped in. He got through, through a the middle. mountain of defensive work. I think he made he cracked the fifty tackles. If I can find it here, Swali and Tupu were also very good. Um, Smith and Tedesco were great in attack. Uh, Smith had a couple of little issues there in defence at different times, but he was brilliant with the ball in his hand. And um, yeah, I thought Manu was awesome again. Like he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes, and he's very physical running the ball and. I think that dummy half try probably turned the match a fair way into the well, Roosters' yeah. favour. And then they sort of jumped on the back of that. He made a couple of nice long runs as well, breaking tackles and putting them, putting the Roosters in the backfield to get into good position. So I thought he was my man of the match. But. I, as I said earlier, I liked the fact all three went looking for work and all got through that work pretty well. Swale, isn't he? Same again. He's a beautiful kicker. Yeah. Uh, he could he's go got some stuff to, you know, he's got other strings to his bow. I know we've been harsh on him, yeah. but he's got other strings to his bow um, that maybe we don't necessarily see. But, I mean, that's all for rugby to worry about. I agree, I just want to echo what you said about Sia Wong. He had a fantastic game, and I was I was surprised to see how much defensive work he got through. And in a team where there's, uh, 
Okay, if that's Hums. Obviously, got a few that? more minutes than he normally would with um, Brown getting sent yeah, off. Yeah, well, well, is Crichton just has he just disappeared? It looks like it. The, yeah. Is he back to the? So I don't remember. Him, don't remember him copping an injury. Does sound like is he just back in? Like Regis, in the year off. Yeah, is Regis, it Regis? Yeah. I, I haven't yeah. studied enough. Someone will let us know that we haven't done our homework properly. No, uh, <laughs> mate, we do. We do three or four hours <laughs> worth of homework every oh, week, mate. as well as watch every game. Try watching Come all on. these games. <laughs> Actually, watching all these games. Yeah. And having to mate, tell you every minute wishes. of it. Uh, Ten hours a week of watching footy. The uh. so I, I thought it was good. Good enough signs of Roosters. I still. I still don't see Disappointed him. in cheese. I thought his service for a great post game was actually poor at mm, times. Yeah, he's uh, gone backwards. He doesn't look like where a first-grade dummy was going to message and, and actually bag him. <laughs> but um, he then either came good or did something different. Um, I, what, I'm three years ago, he was I'm, first I'm, pick I'm, I'm, New, New Zealand, Zealand hooker. I don't think he gets anywhere near it now. I, I, I'm starting to think maybe one of the keys here is they go looking for – and it's easy to say because where do you go and find a hooker? But no. – a quality first grade hooker, but I'm starting to think maybe they've got to try and either try and make him a link man and move Radley to an edge. I think there's so, there's probably well, half there. the teams. Or do you go back and make him bowling ball cheese? Just take yeah, your I think fucking so. playing front row. Get play, out there and play thirteen or yeah, a in, second second yeah. front rower. Um, you can see like hookers are probably close to being as rare as the halves these days. Like You've got That's some right. of the better teams that have manufactured blokes like Lachlan Croker, who was a six most of his career, Phoenix Crossland, that are both going quite well, tackling their ass off. To, and and um, Young Walters is going pretty well yeah, too yeah. now. Yeah. They've all sort of found their niche, but it takes time to get there. I'd be, you know, most hookers, I'd say most of the top hookers are manufactured these days. Yeah, well, Mitch Kenny's probably not a natural hooker. Um, more of a lock. More of a probably, back rower maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I just, I just thought, I just, well, I, I just think if they're going next year, maybe it's time to just say, look, you're not a hooker. Try him as a link. Put Radley on the edge that can open him up to some more try scoring opportunity. It was pretty disappointing, really, because I had high hopes for him coming into this. We all did. Squad. Well, we yeah. all thought they're going to win the comp, and it would be amazing, and you'll get them all going. But you know, maybe Bellamy was right. Um, Generally seems to be more right than wrong. (laughs) No, Manu three points had Billy Smith with the two, and then either a pick between Teddy or Hamale for the one. I had them flipped because I thought it was Billy Smith's best game of first grade, and I thought he. uh, And if a bit lucky, probably gets another another try, another try assist. Yeah, bit of luck. So that's why I went that way. And I thought he had his hands more on the ball than Manu. Yep. Uh, I had Swahili for one, but I am also happy to go with Teddy because really, he probably should. Yeah, we'll give Teddy the one. No worries. And I'm just going to try to fix this weird noise. Are you getting a weird noise in your headset? I think it's a, I think it's a truck parked over there. Right. Yeah, now the talking points from the trucks. That, that sound seems to have gone, so it looks like it was a truck. <laughs> no, mate. No, I think it's going to be interesting how they shape up over the next few weeks. We've got um, some challenges there. but Yeah. Uh, any final word on Ashley Klein? I mean, it was one of the worst performances I think I've seen for many a year, to be honest. I don't know why he feels the need to get his head involved in every single little fucking thing. <laughs> there was a period there for about 20 minutes where I think he blew his whistle every 30, 30 to 40 seconds. Mm. It was just painful to watch at times. Um, but as I said, Tedesco's now really starting to grind me as well. Jeez, he can whinge. Can whinge. Uh, anytime someone scores, someone will score, make a 60-metre break untouched and run away and score and you'll whinge about it somewhere. So. Captain's challenge. All right. Next up, we've got the 
NRLW is in the way there. Let me just read through this. Results from the NRLW um, from the weekend. Roosters 30, Dragons nil. Broncos 40, Cowboys nil. Titans 10-8 over the Sharks. Knights 38-4 over the Eels. And 28-22, the Raiders held on against the Tigers in not a bad game of footy. It was one I saw. Actually, I saw the Newcastle game as well. They were quite sharp. But anyway, some good stuff happening in the NRLW. Some good stuff happened in this game too, a very physical game, 28-18. The Warriors and the Titans clashed. Uh, Jared Sutton running a close Quinella with one of the worst refereeing performances <laughs> of the weekend. Uh, oh, I'm going to wrap a referee. I thought actually, apart from a couple of the uh, bunker decisions, Chris Goff had a pretty good game in the Tigers game, I thought. But that's uh, a different story. <laughs> we're, if we're uh, slapping, I've got to salute along the way, I suppose. 28-18, now this... Uh, was marred by the early send-off. There was some slapping in this game. It was very physical <laughs> first half. Uh, but ultimately, I guess, you know, class prevailed. What did the stats say? Yeah, we had three tries for the Titans, five for the Warriors. Three out of three conversions, played four out of five. 86% completion from the Titans. 71% completion from the Warriors. 395-plus running metres and 153-plus post-contact metres for the Warriors' side. Four line breaks to seven, 35 tackle busts to 41. Seven offloads to nine, two force dropouts from both teams. 345 tackles played, 296. Seven errors to 12, six penalties conceded to five. Two ruck infringements to one, one inside the 10 against the Titans. A send-off for the Titans and a sin bin for the Warriors. Sean Johnson with 149 supercoach points. David Fafita with 94. And then you had Jaden Campbell and Jackson Ford with 93. Well, this was a pretty competitive game for a Absolutely. large chunk. Considering uh, you had a bloke in the bin for 63 and, minutes or yeah, whatever exactly. it was. And especially, it wasn't anyway, it was, you know, one of their best forwards. Yes. Uh, they were very brave. Recently the, he's been their the, best the, Their form yeah. forward. Of the, uh, and the irony, the absolute irony, everyone, of it was our draft grand final this weekend and Mo's biggest fan. Yes. I lost our draft grand final by six, six points, points in the end. Uh, I'm fairly certain if Mo had a state on, he scores at least six points. You would think so. Well, he gets at least he at least gets zero, which gets <laughs> me to two. Minus so four, he, only didn't has, he? <laughs> he only has to get three more to and I win anyway. Uh, after spruiking him, but as we said, look, I thought ten minutes would have sufficed. I don't think there was malice in it. Uh, and I saw the I saw the shot today of the Chris Randall tackle, which you'd argue may have even looked worse at certain angles. That all being said, it was it was a very physical contest uh played a pretty good clip and i thought the titans matched them for a, a great chunk of this they're probably the better uh, team in a spell for the first half definitely were uh until fitness got through they started out uh really physical first 20 minutes and then ended up banging it all down with three good dummy half runs where mm -hmm. um yeah randall uh and i've just had my blank second hit up was the next hooker in for feeder and up doing the same and belted the door down to get him going. Uh, and then Johnson clicked into gear and uh, next two tries came from two very, very good um, bits of individual brilliance. So yeah, uh, right that step. running game, wasn't it? And um. then um, to uh, to level, a uh, sensational second try where he levelled feeder straight over the top out to Dallin who then fought off three blokes and flicked back to him. Stupid round the back. One of the tries, <laughs> the one of, the tries of the round. Was so very they good. should give like 10 or 15 super cage points for just stupidly... Brilliant bits of football. <laughs> that was well, one I wonder of them. what. Um, I don't know how he gets the ball back Johnson from there. would have gotten like, it because he should have got a line. He should have tackle bust, a line break assist. Yeah. 
a try assist in the try, really. <laughs> but anyway. I don't know if he can get the try assist for his own try, but sometimes maybe. They should, they definitely with should a grubber and a yeah. kick, he probably could. But no, that um the, that round the back pass was would have to probably be the try assist for for that one. As you mentioned, good tough 15, 20 minutes, capped off with the decapitation of poor old Charles Nichols Lockstad. Um yeah, got him like you run into that just, <laughs> you see the replay from, from behind Charles and you just see the size of that shoulder and the head just mm. oh, <laughs> absolutely cleaned up. Um a <laughs> couple of minutes later the Heather <laughs> Hetherington inspired ten minute slapping sin bin. <laughs> so that's, well, the, that's the first semi final for the slap contest this year. The second bloke for <laughs> and the third sin binning for <laughs> slapping this year. Um yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Titans seemed to lift a peg when um, Mo got sent off, to be yeah. honest. They really seemed to amp up the their, um, intensity and the running game was, uh, from Jaden Campbell was just sublime at times, the way he just cut through the defence and ran into the backfield, um, causing all sorts of problems. You mentioned the David Fafita barge over and the two <laughs> lovely tries from Sean Johnson. Um, He's not as involved as he was when he was a 19, 20-year-old with the way that he would run into the line, but he just does it so much better these days. Yeah. Like It's just so much more calculated and um, it, just the timing of its perfection. Um, the, the way he left blokes grabbing for air as he just stepped back inside him and scored the first one and then set the second well, one up. It's like, almost... The story's almost, without the, the actual results-based success, mirrors what Benji Marshall did, whereas his last three or four years, especially his last couple of years at Tigers, he was almost better in some ways yep. at just his timing and his game control. And this is what we're getting here. Um, yeah, the, the Warriors seemed to settle a little bit after the obviously those two tries and they got, they put a bit more energy back into the middle of the field and that's sort of where they took uh, took the toll on the Titans and I think that's sort of where they really gassed them in that, that last sort of 15 minutes of this first half is where they took a lot of energy out of the Titans being a, a man down for the entirety of the... That um, you know, of an hour, I, I'm the Warriors really should have put them away a lot earlier than what they did. I was so surprised at the back end of this game with seven minutes to go that they were still the Titans were what two points behind, I think yeah. it was with with seven minutes to go. Or the scores might have been, I think it was it even, wasn't it? Eighteen yeah, all, or something all in the last two with, tries. With the last seven minutes of this game for them to get that far is just ridiculously good. Like the, the way that they were just supporting each other and their defense held up. Like it's, they have found a bit of mongrel under. Old mate, his name is <laughs> the, the interim coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they have. They've been a, a, a different team. Um, the the intercept from Jaden Campbell, eighty meters downfield, was um, a piece of brilliance off off his bat. Um, yeah, as I said, it, it just still astounds me how they were so close with seven minutes to go and probably could have snatched the game at, at mm. one point, but then. Um, Fatigue just got him and absolutely killed him at the back end with a you know a barge over and there was a nice little lovely little kick for Dallin to get his try that he seems to get every week these days he gets a minimum of one try but um, another lovely leap for the flying perm to score over in the corner with the, with the it, Sean Johnson kick. It was an kick. absolute special. I didn't have one. Uh, it was an absolute special for a multi there. All the classics for Feeder Johnson Campbell, yeah. Dallin and Ford all yeah would have been on show but. Uh, he had a good game, Jackson, for too. He was fantastic. He was Rapp either wrapping yeah. back around or just testing the edges, as he always does. I had a really good season. I thought both uh, went on the field. Both back rows were good. 
Yep. And Barnett was good again. I think you know they just, like you said, when they fo- focus back through that middle, they're as good a team as anyone. Yeah, well, I had a, um, I did have a big rap on him at the start of the year. I thought he'd make a massive difference for this Warriors team, and it, it's proved to be correct. Um, one thing that I got correct <laughs> during the year, um, I thought Brian Kelly had another good game. Uh, he's been in pretty good form recently, as well as Stimson was decent in the middle of the field. Um, considering how light mount- they were, well, they got through a mountain of work there. Yeah. Those. Um, Titans forwards. Liu, Clark and Boyd all had very good games. Um, and Fafita was really good again. Randall and Campbell were just fantastic with, with the work that they put out. That's I think that's three or four games on the trot where Randall's been one of their best players. Yeah. <laughs> I know he was back into last year, he was one of their best players as well. And he sort of didn't get the time earlier this year. But it's, he's proved himself again to be a fantastic first grader. So... Um, Dallin was the best of the back five for the Warriors. You mentioned Barnett. Egan, I thought, was good again. Uh, he, the depth of pass he gets out of dummy half and the way he can... Um, the pace of that bullet when he throws it off the ground to get it out to Johnson really opens up a bit of space for him for him to do some work. Fanua Blake was very good again. So was Harris. They're just very good everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, awesome. just fantastic players. You mentioned Ford, and I thought he was probably their best forward. Um, Sean Johnson was brilliant. He took every opportunity that he was afforded to him and I thought he was the man in the match. I gave Jaden Campbell the two points because without him they probably get beaten 30 or 40 nil. And then I had either Ford or Randall for the one. Yeah, Ford, Randall, Tohu. Because yeah. um, well, it was great to see Tohu get the match-breaking try. Uh, um, but he got through his mountains work as well and um, he's just hard not to like. Let's uh, give it to Tohu. <laughs> No, well, I was going to give it to Ford. but okay. um, let's give it to Ford. <laughs> but you're right. Um, Randall was Jayden right Campbell, up there, what, what, so was Torhu Harris. But. Do they need to find a way to get Jaden Campbell? Absolutely. One? Well, there was talk before um, kickoff when because uh, AJ got ruled out. It's, yeah. um, apparently, and apparently it might not be a short. It might be a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Got ruled out in the um, in the warm up, but was I think that was a bit of a. Uh, um, I think that was a bit of a. Cloak and Daggers bullshit. I think they already knew he wasn't going to play. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just put him out there to warm up just to keep well, know, I think he's been the, carrying it the Warriors origin. guessing. So, um, But there was talk that they were going to play him at centre anyway, even if he did get through the warm-up yeah. with um, Campbell playing at fullback. And probably not a bad option because AJ's not the easiest man to bring down one-on-one. And if you can get him some one-on-one time up against them, you know. A, a bigger or a, um, a slower man Especially out if you're the looking centers. at offload troop anyway. You may as well try it. Get in, Might not be the best defensive option. Around, but, but he lets him get in around dummy half a little bit more. Yeah. Um, he can still do some follow through the middle. Just You'll be able to beat blokes with pace and footwork out in the mm. out in the centres. So. There's nothing to lose. It's the no, old, absolutely the not. And Jaden Campbell's been brilliant at fullbacks for the last, what, three or four weeks since AJ hasn't been able to play back there. So mm. it, it's, it just makes sense, really. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you've got to say they're probably in as good a form as they've been in the last yeah, month. Absolutely. Titans. And last couple of years. Uh, interesting because this is fairly certain this is what they've got to work with for the next year as well. So it's how you then, I think you then got to spend an off season getting Campbell up and going properly, and then work out what you do with AJ because he, obviously he's too good a player not to be in. Keep Verrill's fit, um, um, and I know he used to play hooker a long time ago, but obviously Foran's not yeah. far away, so they, they need maybe another the, option maybe there. Maybe the six but. is back on the table for him. Don't know if it necessarily worked, but uh, I, I assume you know Ben Hunt would be. Top of the pops there if they're trying to find someone, but absolutely. Uh, look, what and Tanner Boyd would fit in at six if yeah. you were going to play Hunt at seven. Yeah, uh, and on the Warriors, like we, I, I'm suggesting their top two or three. Yep, this probably uh, wasn't their best performance in the middle. It wasn't, uh, but you're but also, I think you're also allowed to say that you know we were 
were often critical. I think you also had to say Titans played really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. Warriors had to work. Um, the more I think about it, if I'm going to stack them up against Brisbane or Penrith, what concerns me in, a, say, a, a prelim final or final is perhaps their outside backs in that, you yeah, know, yeah. a Stags, a Crichton, a Herbie, who was outstanding, we'll get to him in a minute, uh, can blow games open, whereas uh, obviously Dallin's having a life, uh, a career season, but your berries and Pompey's are, are maybe that level below, and especially once you start moving them left and right. Pompey did have a few errors in this yeah, one as well. I, th- I think that's where I, I'm a little concerned about when they have to really play that that grand final or, or close enough. Yep. Uh, you know of, they're going to be targeted. Oh, exactly right. Uh, 26-16, though, speaking of, grand finals are close enough. This is a very good Penrith team. Um, Do you reckon? Our, our man Action had a moment during the game. Didn't he and, uh, and happy 40th to him, the great man, where he just realised his love for life and uh, yes. not being dead. And apparently it's all thanks to Jerome Luai. So, you know, we're all, we all have our own ways and means of finding that, that, that thought in life. But uh, this was a very, very, very good game from the Penrith fans. Another brilliant performance, second week in a row, where they just basically did whatever the hell they wanted for 60, to 60 minutes of a game of footy. Um, four tries to one, three out of four conversions, uh, a missed conversion for the Storm. Two out of two penalty attempts for Penrith, one out of one for the Melbourne Storm. 85% completion played 71%, 502-plus running metres and 169 for the Penrith. Post-contact metres for the Penrith side. Six line breaks to four, 30 tackle bust to 23, nine offloads to 13. Two forced dropouts forced by Penrith, one forced by the Storm. 323 tackles played, 380. Eight errors to 12, six penalties conceded to nine. One inside the 10 for both teams. Brian Toto with 108 supercoach points, Cleary with 103, and young Tonomapia with 82. I'm sort of going to work backwards a little bit here. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense, but right. when I got to the end and said, like I thought about who I'm going to give Daggy M points to, I actually have no idea because I'm like, you could you could give points to just about anyone in this Penrith team because I thought they were fantastic. Just about. Um Sorry, but we'll get, we'll get there. Fisher-Harris, <laughs> nearly 200 metres. Yo was fantastic. Crichton, 2-0. Cleary. Luai, um, I was fixing to nearly give three to you, but he's a dickbag. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he might still get some. Like, they were all just outstanding. The only – and what's scary here is, like, they, like you said, sort of in the intro, they half-clocked off at the end. Yeah. But also, I think if Tango's on the field, they get 50 here. Probably. Because uh, – and Zach Austin tried very hard and did a lot right, but he – couple of flicks yeah, when to touch, nice a couple passes. of times yeah. he looked shocked to have had the ball in. Bounce off his face. Yeah, <laughs> whereas if there's someone like a Tango's out there, bust, they bust even more. And yeah. that's what's scary, that there's better to come from this team. Even a Peachy maybe handles that situation better. But Austin had a great game. Again, I, I wouldn't, if you turn around and said you wouldn't give him a point, I wouldn't even argue, to be honest. But um, I was a little bit this, disappointed because this was exactly the same way as they played against the Sharks last week. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Sharks were probably just... Uh, given a little bit, uh, probably a little bit underrated on the performance that they did to keep mm. Penrith out for as long as they did because Penrith did not let up against the Sharks. Even in the last five minutes, they were coming and coming. And then the last 15 of this one, they just went, oh, it's Melbourne, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take it easy on Melbourne for the last 15 or 20 minutes. It did it felt like they were just pity. They were, they were playing a bit of pity football in the last 15 minutes for the Melbourne side. 
Because I thought they could have just completely torn them apart at the back end of this game. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. And uh, it's a hard game to analyse. Just, just, just on Melbourne quickly. I'm, it's as close to a perfect hour of it, football. It was genuinely... Like, this was watching the best... And it, it, more than analysing this game, it made me think, are they the best team this last three years of the modern era of NRL footy? And look, at statistically, they are. They're probably another comp, but... You'd put them up against, yeah, uh, you know, them against an 07... Any team I've seen. An, an 07, 09 Melbourne uh, would stack up really well, I think, that could because they wouldn't get pulled apart. And it's a defence that it comes off, but it, they wouldn't get pulled apart by necessarily a Cronk or an English or a, a Smith. They, they would, they would, what they're great at is just, as you've said a lot, staying in their zones and making sure it all... Mm. They work with each other, they trust each other, their scramble is... Amazing! Like there, there was times where they were found out, and yeah, yeah, there's there, three blokes to chop down. <laughs> <and it's> like, <laughs> like you saw the first little bit where Melbourne did manage to get the first points of the game, and it was a, it was an early shift where they did get caught out, but they still got the men across there. A lovely kick, and then Jennings manages to run down and get on top of it, and there's still blokes there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they jump on top of him, bust his knee, the poor bastard. He gets <laughs> up and plays the ball, and then they were shot. You know, any team would be shot in that in that position. Tottenham and Pia, if they shifted it, I reckon Penrith probably would have shut it down mm. because they were they were shifting that way. It was just the fact that Tottenham and Pia took it himself and went straight at Hoskins, who was standing on the line and probably didn't come up that five metres where he should have, and he was able to barge over the top of him. But they had, I think they had that shift covered, even though they were all still yeah. running back, you know, trying to chase a ball that's been kicked 30 metres down the field and the blokes just chasing the ball everywhere. But um, it's, it's just they're just so clinical in everything that they do. You see, it comes down to the lines that they run, the way that their defence moves. They don't panic. The men just fold in behind each other. You've got the two blokes pushing out, and the winger will drop back and start heading towards the fullback. And then the fullback starts coming back towards the corner. Just to, you know, they, they're covering each other in every every position. So, you know, if the bloke does step back inside, the wing is already folded around. He's got the man that's stepping back inside. If he brushes through and gets passed down the wing, the fullback's coming across to push him into touch. It's just they must be so clinical in the way they train and the procedures that and they set up. And we've seen how well others plug into, you know, the, the big reps on your Melbournes over the years and to a lesser extent, you know, your mid-2000s baby Broncos, mm-hmm. where they could plug people in and still get away. And this is exactly what they're doing. They can – they went – a month with it, and a year, and even a year ago, actually, they went a month without clearing and looked vulnerable. Whereas here, they mm. yeah, that's they right. better. How much of this is a diluted pull? That's you know maybe in that you know if you're really going to temper it or be nitpicky, that's maybe what you think. Maybe bit. everyone else is weaker. Yeah, well, but forward, uh, Melbourne's forward pack we've had question marks around the whole year, mm. but the fact that Pen- they're just someone, you can another thing they're just fitter than everyone else. You can tell yeah, yeah. the way that they go. Like, they don't Melbourne make scored. their fatigue errors. Look at like yeah. uh, compared to Canberra. Yeah. Who an hour in a start? And just, oh, look at sharks. Center, sharks slips house back into that game because they start just dropping every second ball thrown around. Because yeah, they their are forwards fit aren't fit enough. Like they've yeah. got they've got some big guys in there, but they play 20, 30 minutes. And if you extend them past that 20, 30 minutes, they start falling off tackles. They start you know yeah. their hit ups are soft and they get smacked and drop the ball. And it's just the way it is. They're obviously not quite fit enough. But you see Penrith, they just. After 15 minutes of this game, they went up a gear. Yeah. And then every 10-minute increments after that, they went up another gear and they went up another gear until the 60th minute and they kicked it back down and just, you know, floated through the rest of the game. But 
the way they just they continually they're never going to rack up even last push year, the points uh, Mel- push melbourne the, racked up twice the points they racked up yeah. the 50s at their best Penrith are happy to win by twenty. Yeah. Penrith are happy to win by six. Yeah. They just push the they yeah. they increase the pace, they increase the physicality, and go come with us, come on, yeah. keep coming. You're gonna break. When are you gonna break? Yeah. Let's go, right? Yeah. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. You just fall apart by the end of the game. There's, you just cannot keep up with them. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, this made me start thinking along the lines of. Um, yeah, 03 Steve Waugh cricket teams. And, like, do we do we need to – or you, I guess you could even say you, that uh, Queensland dynasty, do you need to actually at some point just sit back and go, we're watching as good as we're going to see here at the time and in that time? I reckon you could put them up against some of the rep teams running around at the moment and they'd go very close to beat. I'd beat most international teams. Let's, and, and as we've said, uh, international rugby league is a dropping grade. If you took either origin team without the Penrith players in it, it'd be a good game. I'd have to think about that. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. That but that, you're right. In terms, of, but in terms of the trust they have and in terms mm. of the work they do for each other, uh, if I had to, you know, maybe comparing to like an 03 Steve Ward cricket team, I'd love to see them beat more magnanimous at times. <laughs> they are a bit arrogant, yeah. but, you know. When you're that good, I there. guess you're allowed to be. Exactly. Um, they said they, they sort Not of all of them either. It's floated through the last 15 or 20 point. minutes of the game, but they'd already made their point by now and... I'd, everybody in the competition would have, um, in the last two weeks, have, have well and truly been served their notice. So <laughs> you're going to have to be a hell of a lot better just to get close to this team at the moment, the way they're going. Well, and it's better to come. Like I said, Tunga goes back in. Lenu goes back in. Leota goes back in. Cleary's oh, third game next week. Like, yeah. He's only been back for two games. No, it's, mainly so. Le, it's mainly Lenu and Tunga now, isn't it? Yeah, that's about it. But, um, <sighs> what do you say? They just um, they just find a way to put teams away, uh, especially when they get point. Like you know, it doesn't matter how whether they're in front or behind. They just find points when they need them. They you know find ways to stop tries when they need to do it. It's just just happens. I thought Meany was okay. Welch, Liara, uh, Liera were the best of the forwards for mm. the Melbourne team. Pezzett had a decent game. Um, he's always looked you know there or thereabouts when he's when he's played for this Melbourne team. Munster and Grant were, were very good. They tried hard, but. Um, you know, couldn't create a great deal. Tom Mapia was their best player on the field. He had a, you know, considering he's been out for however long, I thought he was very physical and aggressive and had a good game. Uh, you can mention the whole Penrith side, as you said, but Fish, Martin, Sorensen, very good. Yo, Leo, were, <laughs> you know, and Brian Toto were great. Cleary was the puppet master who just put it all together as he as he generally does. Most weeks I was tossing up between Brian Toto or Cleary for the three points. I couldn't really quite work it out. I suppose Toto probably doesn't get the opportunities if Cleary doesn't do what he does on the inside of the field before it gets out to, to yeah. him. So my, my gut was Tuo. Yeah. Uh, and in that same as you Toho, wrapped up the two hundred metres again, tries and and um yes. and then I was thinking fish, yo. Toto, Cleary. I had uh, Tonalapia or, or Yo, but give it to Yo and I'm gonna give I I, I can't give one. I, uh, yes, yeah, Tonalapia is good, we can't give it to Melbourne. Yeah. No, uh, fair enough. I, I, and like I said, I could give I could give Points to Luai, Hosking, Fish, Sorensen, Martin. So, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've got to divvy it up between themselves. But very, very impressive. And uh, it will be a mighty effort from I, – I, I actually, the more I think about it, the more I think Brisbane the only hope and they would have to play out of their skills. Obviously, injury and suspension could become part in, yeah. the, in the last four weeks before we get to finals. But 
barring or anything. Or driving somewhere near you. Uh, the team bus <laughs> might not be ideal either. Oh, I get run over, mate. Oh, I'm the one that's right. getting out of the way, all right? <laughs> <laughs> if I get a bigger truck, maybe. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, barring anything going wrong for this Penrith side, I, I can see them being <laughs> almost impossible to beat at the moment. So, Yeah. My beer's empty. Super Saturday kicked off where we got to see for the first time the Broncos on a dry track. And they definitely had a crack at some dry track footy, but what did the stats Didn't say? They what? Three tries to five, zero out of three conversions for the Cowboys, four out of five for the Broncos, one out of one penalty attempts for both teams, 78% completion played, 67%, 176-plus running metres for the Broncos, six line breaks to nine, 36 tackle bust to 47 for Brisbane. 11 offloads to 16. One force dropout to two. 321 tackles played, 361. 12 errors from the Cowboys, 15 from Brisbane. Two penalties conceded to seven. Two ruck infringements to one. Perfect Paddy with 125 supercoach points. Kyle Felt with 104. And Payne Haas with 85. Another one of these matchups that just... I felt like earlier it would be pretty close. There was back and forth, a bit of um, you know, you know, physical stuff in the middle of the field. Both ter- both teams taking turns at having a crack at each other's line in that 15, 20-minute period, and it just turned out to be completely the other <laughs> way around by the end of the match. Um, just like Broncos absolutely took control, and it was pretty dominant, I thought. This actually flattered the Cowboys, you scored. Yeah. Absolutely. Because what happened was they, I think they saw the conditions uh, and they just decided they were going to move the ball early and often and threw the ball around, get, tried to get the edges involved as much as they could. Yep. Uh, and as a result, there's a few, as well, you said, they led the 15-12 error count and a lot of that was, if, if half of them come off, they probably all lead the tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's flicks and bumps and stuff where if it doesn't, if it's not narrow, it's a try. So Correct. it's 50 and... Um, that was the first thing I want to say. And secondly, they just belted the shit out of the Cowboys. The physicality. They, the, the physicality won this minutes. game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, the, the Cowboys up to start Like with, it was tough to start. And then, then as soon as the Broncos it, ramped it up, they just were absolutely yeah. throwing bodies left, right and centre. Yeah, and um, they really – I thought this was a nice state, especially missing Reynolds. Yeah. Um, this was a good statement. And it, it was, was good to watch. Really it was really good. fun to watch. They played really well without Reynolds. Yeah. Like I know they, they went – a bit more back to Walsh at the back, which did come to creating a few errors, but it also created quite a few opportunities. Mm. But as I've said about him all down year, that right side with Stags, he has and he has well, he has these games where if it clicks, he scores nearly four tries himself. But yep. a lot of time, it it just doesn't. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and him and Stags combined, they're bringing up a real nice combination on that right edge. Mm. It's, it's going to be you know hard to stop at times. Their scramble defence, again, was really good, especially early in this game where the Cowboys did have a few opportunities to um, in and at the line, and they saved one at least, probably two tries early in this game, which probably led to them being able to get, get hold of that dominance after after about 20 minutes. So funny how many games you know go back and forth for 15, 20 minutes, oh, and then yeah. one team just goes, no, nah, we're going to belt you today. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what happened here. Cowboys are absolutely terrified at points when um, either Carrigan or, <laughs> or Walsh had got the ball on that right edge. They're either going to Carrigan short or Walsh out the back, and yeah. then the, the defense was just standing there going, "Oh fuck, what's going? Well, <laughs> Which second, one of them's coming at us?" It's the second week in a row where Carrigan's been the best back rower in the comp. Yeah. He was phenomenal here, mm-hmm. 
and it brushing also, off, more so than, off loads. I mean, I wouldn't be offended if it became permanent, but no. more so than that, if you if you think along more the lines of like an Australian team who's now lost an Angus Crichton and okay, you're just putting it back row and you can do the job. Yeah, and oh, and yeah. then you can have your yo and your Murray fight out the other position because who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like you, you're getting the same result. I yeah. think they're going to – they'll try and get Ricky back in there just because he, he lays that, yeah, you know, that running line. Um, he doesn't have – Probably as much skill set as what Carrigan brings, but he does have that really tough carry. The Carrigan carry brings and, the, yeah. he shores up the middle and goes yeah, back into the middle of the field and, and starts gets doing to it be there. The, the link man again. So doesn't get as much output for some reason when he's playing that link man. I think obviously it's a bit more because he's trying to get I think the ball. A lot of it's feeding Reynolds or linking up with or Reynolds or, or Walsh playing short balls back. to some yeah. of the other forwards that come through the middle. But Whereas so. uh, in that position, he's on the he's the receiver rather than the, the feeder. So. He did it fantastically. Great, great hole. He hit that that hole, great to score that try. Which well, there's some really heart. lovely direct running um, in and around that sort of that Walsh. Obviously, um, whether they go to Carrigan early and the changes of angles from Stags coming back inside and staying on the outside of Walsh, um, yeah, just absolutely carved up that edge for the Cowboys. They they didn't know what was going on. Obviously, missing Val. I don't know if it helps or hinders. Like obviously he has his good day, days in defence and his bad days in defence, but that's where they went. Like yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the hole that they went at for the entirety of the night. And, and on the other side, Herbie was as good as he ever be. Um, had, what do you make two hundred and something? He's had absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Breaks tackle like he's he's small and money, but he's just got that same sort of effect when he he can just break through three blokes somehow. I think a lot of it's going. to do with his acceleration. The yeah. first five or ten meters, yeah. where he just really takes off, and you can get, you know, you get your speed up before you hit the line, like, makes a like big difference. You but could argue, well, had the try disallowed, which yep. only went up that way, which you know you can argue either way. We don't know. Uh, was involved in another couple of great touches. He's a fantastic pickup for the Dolphins who need yeah, fantastic absolutely. pickups. Uh, I mentioned Billy Walters earlier. I thought he's he's now getting through his work very well there, and uh, he doesn't necessarily. If he picks nice times to run, but he's not there to run. He's not so much even there for his service is good, uh, not always perfect. But I think he just does a decent. He's not like Phoenix Crossland, but Crossland gets through more more defensive work. But I think he's just he's finding his niche and he's he's doing a good job about it. Yep. Uh, and all you can wrap all a similar story before you could to, you could wrap all those forwards. They all do a good job. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Um, I thought Reuben Cotter got through his work, so did Griffin Neem and Robson. They were decent in the middle of the field. Drinkwater had some nice touches, but yep. what do you say? Tuolungi and Felt were, were very good, as Drinkwater was, as you just mentioned. I thought Lukey was awesome. I thought he had a really big um, big game in this one. And Luciano had a phenomenal game. Yeah. He was, um, again, just busting tackles and causing all sorts of problems out there. Got through a decent amount of work. Um, Cobo, man, Cape Will, Palliasia. <laughs> like we just they put in um, fine efforts, all those guys. Farnworth, Piacora were very good. You can just keep, just mention the seventeen of them, like seriously. Um but Stags, Haas and Carrigan, they they were put in gigantic efforts. You haven't mentioned Haas, but like they were amazing. Like he <laughs> might he might be the best front row I've ever seen now. I think I, I used to say it was Webke and Lazarus. Lazarus and I think he goes can't say goes harder, but goes longer goes at longer, intensity yeah. than anyone I've ever seen in that position. Um, and then, like you know, if I'm thinking of your Steve Price's and Simon Receivers and Co. He's he's better than them. Just what he does is incredible. And for that reason, I was giving him three points. I gave it to Carrigan, and I had Hasford too. 
Actually, yeah, um, let's flip it because Patty's so great. And then I had um, Stags or Luciano for the one. And, and it's amazing to think, like, we've always had reps on him and ever since Magic Round last year, he's had injuries, he's had suspension a lot, and this is this is a career year for him, whereas now he it is being widely discussed that he'll Well, he was scoring tries, setting up tries. He's yeah. just breaking the line for fun at different points. Like, yeah. he was, yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yep. Hass obviously did a mountain of work and he does it every week in and week out and... Yeah, it could you could tip, flip a coin for either or either, but I just thought yeah. um, there's a little bit no, more no, impact Carrigan, out of Carrigan. I, I'm fine with that in terms of direct points. Yeah, Carrigan has and Stags or Luciano. No, I guess Stags, and Stags. I and I'd honour for Herbie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, it's amazing where he's come from, man. Seriously, like he was fifty fifty about being in the side eighteen months ago. Yeah, and he's now he'd be always. His first or second pick, like in their back line. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, centers anyway. Like he's not he's not missing their first grade team. No, as a not at all. And I don't think that's ever been in doubt. Walsh, um, he's not. He hasn't been like Mister Supercoach, and I think a lot of people look at footy through. Um, he will be. Spectrum, There'll be another game before the end of the year where he tons up and absolutely kills it. He just he creates too many opportunities for him. That's not my point. To be. Like the, he's creating, it's just not well clicking. But one day it's going to. It might happen in a grand final. Yeah. It might happen in grand final. They will beat Penrith. It might, might happen in with, a, yeah, the, the highest super coach point I could see them, ever seen. <laughs> I could see them getting to, you know how when you get to those um, prelim final, week one finals and the best team is just going, you know, it's, it's fucking time to go and it's 50. I, I can see this Brisbane no, team it, doing There'll it. be a game, there'll probably be two or three in his career where he'll set up four tries, score two or three himself. and mm. just. He was quite emotional too. Was there something? Was there more Yeah, apparently um, he, he dedicated his... Uh, he lost his uncle, and um, right. he'd lost his uncle during the week, and had said that he would score a try for him on the weekend. And oh, cool. yeah, sure enough, that, it, the ball sure bounced the... The, his way. It, it was a bit of luck to it, but um, yeah, ran Take away it. and scored, and yeah, got very emotional about mm. that. But yeah, I'd heard somewhere in the background that he'd lost a family member. Uh, makes sense. During the week, hear, I couldn't hear yeah. commentary. Uh, we got two... I don't think it was a mention on the commentary. I'm pretty sure it was something Sorry that I'd read somewhere else. Okay. But. 30 to 28, the, the Knights, uh, perhaps on the back of a lucky penalty. Apparently, Annesley came out today and said the penalty was wrong, the SASE oh, strong okay. penalty. Um, but as I've noticed, they don't turn around and award points to teams. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, they don't. Uh, as Tim Sheen's going to attest to. But... Um, they tried hard here. Dolphins, what the stats say? This was yeah. Yeah, both teams tried really hard. There's a lot of um, lot of good football played as well. We had five tries apiece, three out of five conversions for the Dolphins, five out of five for the Knights, one out of one penalty attempts for the Dolphins, and a missed field goal attempt. Eighty percent completion played, seventy five percent, hundred and eleven plus running meters for the Dolphins, six line breaks to nine, thirty one tackle busts to fifty two for Newcastle, eight offloads to nine, one force dropout from the Dolphins side. 291 tackles played, 347 from Newcastle. Seven it was probably um, leads to the one. way that the Dolphins yeah. got back in the back end of the game. Uh, seven errors to 11, seven penalties conceded to five, one ruck infringement against the Dolphins, a sin bin against the Knights, Asako with 124 supercoach points, Ponga with 121, and Connolly Lemuelu with 92. What a strange fucking game of football. Mm. <laughs> Very entertaining. Um but the more switches of momentum than my ex misses had personalities. There was just <laughs> it swapped around so many different times. Like there'd be ten minutes, one team's absolutely killing it, 
completely flipped on its head, turned upside down for 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes later, the exact same thing happened again and it got completely flipped upside down. Ah, the memories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was ridiculous see how one side would completely be on top, look like they were going to score 20 points in the next 15 to 20 minutes. And then a simple drop of the ball or a penalty given away and the whole momentum completely shifted back to the other side. Um, some really nice tries in this game. There were some simple lapses in defence as well. That I think the Dolphins would be kicking themselves, to be honest. There was, well, there was uh, so, that if you go – and if you especially yeah. go back and – if you listen to this and didn't watch the game, just go back and watch the – Phoenix cross and try. High, well, even the highlight reel, there's probably – probably three of their tries were quite – like the Hastings – The Hastings one was the worst. It like, was, was just soft. <laughs> he did say just skipped and a bloke missed him. Yeah. <laughs> he um, went to tackle him and he just sort of did a half goose step he, and then walked under the post. That, all, all three of those middle tries were just soft, um, soft defence. Yep. And, um, yeah, and that's what cost them the game at the end of the end of the day. And they were all sort of scored, I think, in about a 20-minute period as well, which mm. – Obviously, I don't know if that leads to fatigue, whether that's something to do with the bench rotation or what was going on. But I was a bit disappointed with the Dolphins forwards too, to be honest, in this game. I, I don't think they really aimed up the way that they have earlier in the year. We've said that what was know, saying time last week? and yeah, gas tank and all the rest of that kind of stuff. You've been saying it for about six weeks now. Mm. <laughs> and it's come, this it's come like, to this truth like, <laughs> to for the majority uh, of the time. A wise man once suggested the lawnmower theory that is when, when the gas tank is empty, there's that last kick where it gives something <laughs> right at the you know, just said it. And this might have been the Dolphins. This, week, yeah. this might have been the Dolphins' last little spurt up. But, yeah, I think the coach should be pretty filthy with those. Um, no, oh, sorry, it was Kurt Mann, not fairly Crossland try, and um, just before half time, and then Hastings sliding in underneath the posts. But at the same time, some of the tries were sublime, like um, the Neocora down the sideline to Asako, the, the kick across and the, the climbing up. Nice and high, the the catch off the the Sullivan kick for Masako um, to score again, um, the interchange of offloads between Fitzgibbon, Ponga, and then for Crossland to score over on the left hand edge, that was uh, so you know breaking tackles and then offloading back. And it was a really nice piece of play as well for the Newcastle try. But um, as we get into and Newcastle now one five straight, but oh sorry, and the gay guy the tap on to. Yes. To Young to go down the sideline back inside back to, Ponga. to Ponga. Yeah, he was great again. We, I reckon this next month we're going to see. But Greg Marzi doesn't leave the ground. <laughs> he does it pretty well on the ground, but we're going to see him absolutely cross field bombed from now to probably eternity. But yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, I reckon the next few weeks it's coming because he was shown up here as and as Arco, he's you know a form winger of the competition, but. It was shown up here, and, and it, it takes some skill from o, from um, O'Sullivan. Would have been something. on the other side of the field, wouldn't it? No, it was across to Marzi. Is oh, okay. jumping over him, yeah. uh, and he just he doesn't get off the ground. No, he doesn't. So, uh, <laughs> it's not a no, leap. I, I would back uh, Dom Young to be in the contest. Yeah. So, um, I reckon that's coming. Uh, I'd be wary of that. I think Ponga was brilliant again. Um, he is putting together, as I said. They get into six here. You've got to look at this as. If they don't lose another game, you've got to look at this as a Haynes-style run. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you mentioned Nick Arima. Hammer's been a bit flat yeah. lately. I don't know. Didn't really in um, get involved a very a great deal in this game. Just sort of hung out the back a lot of it. Uh, remind me a bit of uh, a South Sydney fullback that we'll get to shortly. <laughs> but he did have a ten or fifteen minute period where he broke a few tackles and did a few things. But um, 
Yeah, the, as I said, I was a bit disappointed in the Dolphins forwards. The exception to that was probably Wallace and Connolly Lemuelu. They were fantastic, um, did a, a big job, but the rest of them probably shall remain unnamed. <laughs> um, O'Sullivan and Nikarima had terrific games. I thought they uh, created a lot out of the half-back position and 5-8. Uh, uh, Nikarima played on the in the centres, didn't he? Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they had some really, really nice touches. Isako was had a spectacular game. Um, Gay Guy and Young were very good. Hastings, just as you mentioned the last month or so, he just gets him in the right position so often, uh, creates that um, – blocks up that first line and gets them to exactly where they need to be for the balls to go out the back and then they yeah. can shift and play from there. Um, he, had a, he had a massive uh, game in this one. And you had Fitzgibbon, Frizzell and um, Adam Elliott really own the middle for Newcastle and were probably a big part of the reason that they were, when they did get on top, that they they were the big part of the, why they did because they kicked down that front door for Newcastle to go off the back of that. Yeah. Ponga was brilliant again, but he's generally, you know, when, when the ball's getting out wide, he's he's the guy that puts them in the it's position. That's his job, to but uh, he does his the, job as good. At his best, he, well, he's now playing the sort of footy that he, he should be challenging Reese Walsh again. You've got to say absolutely, uh, yeah. and Ed ever since the Origin finished, he's been in sublime form. He's yeah. been fantastic, and kudos to him for making the whatever way it allegedly happened made the call to say decision not to play, yeah. focus on this and get it right. But they're getting a lot right. Uh, you've got to give credit to where they've come from, and, and to O'Brien. I can't believe O'Brien's still under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there should be no pressure there now. So well, he's doing something right. So, um, how do you then treat this Newcastle team going forward? Yeah, they're an attacking threat. They'll challenge most teams' uh, defences. And if they can get up above the 20-point mark, then they're going to challenge most um, most oppositions they're against. So, um, And they've got the Bulldogs, the Knights, the Sharks and Dragons. That's a good run home. If And if they're serious contenders, they should beat, be capable of beating a Rabbitohs team mm-hmm. on what we saw on the weekend. The, um, the big thing is that they are a little bit, probably left-hand dominant where they go with Ponga out to that edge with Fitzgibbon. Yeah, yeah. So if you can number up on Fitzgibbon and Ponga, it sort of limits their opportunities there. But you've also got Frizzell, Gay Guy and Young down the other the other side that have been providing points as well. But if you can get a team that uh, really locks down one side of the field, that can it could, you can probably go a fair way to beat in the Newcastle mm. side if you can lock up one side of the defence. We've said it about South for years and they seem to still find a way. So True. Uh, but not recently. Not, not, not recently <laughs> at all. So um, good on them. Like they started the season hot. I, I, I'm i happy for them because I've been the hardest, harshest critic for a couple of years and now yeah, I, I really enjoy watching him play. I'm happy for Jackson Hastings apart from the fact it makes him miserable every week. Um, I'm happy for Caelan Ponga because he's fun to watch. So And he's kicking brilliantly again as well. Ponga Osako, flip of the coin. Who got the three points there? Went with Ponga because they won. Obviously, Osako with the two. And then uh, where was where did I go for the last? I had Adam Elliott as the one point. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, it was best game. Did we talk about Phoenix Crossland? Just what he's done in two the last years, three probably two years for in Elliott. the last month for Crossland. He's just yeah, no, given, he's, he's absolutely found a completely different level. I don't the, the bloke didn't look like he could tackle at the start of the year. Now he doesn't look like missing a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know how you can go from like because he used to get targeted. They'd run at him constantly when he was playing, yeah. but he was only coming on playing bit parts, having to defend in the halves or in the centres and stuff like that. But he did not look like he could tackle whatsoever. Then they throw him into the nine where we all questioned how he was going to go being defended in the front line, 
And now he's one of the better defensive hookers yeah. in the game. He's also creating – he's got that acceleration out of dummy half that if you do give him half a sniff with uneven markers or um, a gap on an edge that, you know, he pushes into those holes. And if you've got someone following him, it's, it's – yeah, well. they're doing well. And they've, um, they've got a pretty good hooker up their sleeve again next year. Maybe. For a couple of games. Yeah. Or bugger. <laughs> uh, I think they make the eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more that. that way as well, I'm starting to be honest. Think, I'm starting to think them and well, South Roosters. South and Parramatta around. have looked um, a bit shaky recently. So. Well, let's talk about shaky South here. 26-16, and I I, sh- I was kicking myself because I should have I should have stuck to my guns with the baked rabbit narrative I've been uh, mm-hmm. pushing for a couple Three of weeks. Four weeks, yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't necessarily have the faith in the Sharks, but they looked baked here, but... Yeah, well, it was do or die for the Sharks, and they came out and um, you know, put up a Indeed. very physical, uh, very physical showing for sixty minutes, which they haven't done for big parts of the year. To be honest, they've, they've generally when they've beaten teams, they haven't beaten them physically. It's just been getting the balls to the outside edges and relying on skill and pace and a bit of footwork out wide. But they really took it to South early in this one in the middle. Um, three out of three tries for South, four for the Sharks. Two out of three conversions played four out of four for Cronulla. One out of one penalty attempts for Cronulla. 66% completion for South, 80% for Cronulla. Five line breaks from both teams. 44 tackle busts from both sides. Nine offloads to 17. Two forced dropouts to one. 350 tackles played 301. 15 errors from South, 9 for Cronulla, 11 penalties conceded to 4, 2 ruck infringements to 3, 1 inside the 10 against South. A Sinbin against the South side, Nico Hines with 100 super coach points, Katoa with 76. Uh, one other Cronulla player before you got to Ramey and then Tuss, who were both tied on 74. This first half, uh, well, actually South, for the first 20 Souths, I thought were in the game, uh, their execution was Poor, poor, poor. And that's been the case since Origin. Since Walker's come back from that game in Origin, they, um, they're they finishing touches. It's playing sideways again. And they're just getting owned. They're not, they're not looking sharp at all. They're <coughs> dropping balls. There's people in wrong positions. Looked at the way and he played in Origin 3. and He was direct. Even if he wasn't running direct, he was yeah. running at an angle where it would draw defenders and you yeah. know, position his outside men. He's going straight across the field again. It took him to what he was the doing seventieth minute, and he did it. Ago, where he dug into the line, and all of a sudden, opened the the crevice, and Tass scored. They um, but it was there. What concerned me was their edge defense that was on both sides ragged. I thought, and Sharks were just murdering through there. Nick, I think Nick that had a bit to do with the middle being pushed well, in because the Sharks yeah. were really storm. Like the way they were running the ball through the middle of the field, I haven't seen that out of them very mm. often this year. Um, it was one after another. It was um, you know, ULE followed by Hazelton when he got out there. Limited minutes, but he was fantastic again out there. Um, Toby Rudolph, Mc, uh, Braley jumping off the back of that. McInnes Gra- jumping Graham off the back of that. Up in it's the best defence I've seen out of Graham for a long time. I know yeah. it, it fell apart towards the back end of the game and he missed a couple late in the game, but both sides. Uh, the Sharks really, like their defence did fall away in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game, but they... Early in the game, they were hitting and sticking, and their defence was actually quite good. Um, like, I, I was surprised seeing 44 missed tackles, to be honest, because it didn't look oh, like early they were missing tackles. 34 would have happened in the last yeah. 20 minutes. Last 20 minutes. Which, that last At 20 least minutes 25 was some of the so. wackiest football I've seen where it was, um, 
I think the completion rate in both teams was zero. Like none of them wanted <laughs> if for twenty minutes there, someone would have a hit up, someone would pass, someone would offload, someone would beat three blokes and drop it or get tackled at next or make a bus get tackled, drop the ball in the play of the ball and off back we went again. It was all a bit mad and let show, it, it let South back in the game and they had a bit of composure for some of that time. Uh troll through a nice pass. Cody as I said dug into the line. Uh they could have had another one with Graham getting held up, which was a great, great effort to hold him up. The Sharks um, did spend 20 minutes. They went into defence mode and they can't. <laughs> like yeah, I know exactly. how much the, you know, the, the, he um, you know, backs himself as being a defensive coach. And last year they were good enough to do it. This year they have no been nowhere near good enough to do it. And it just showed again in this 20-minute period where they yeah. clocked off and basically went, we'll just defend our way to a win. With 10 minutes to go, they were worried. Like... <clears throat> They did. They picked it up in that last ten minutes and defended a little bit better. But um, yeah, it, it caused more problems than it did good. I, I think I saw enough here. We obviously they stamped uh, Trindle and Nico should be the combination yeah. going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I, know, I know it gives them another kicking option too because well, like Trindle took half the kicking, which well, did help. And I thought he kicked quite well. And, yeah. and I know you. He had the lucky second try, which was very very impressive, and Harry did a great job and everything. Uh, to to flick back and off the ricochet and get him under the post, but it was very uh, that moment was very much one of those you create your own luck sort of moments because I thought up till that he was been very very good. Through the entire time. I thought he was yeah. Nelly. In, uh, uh, Better than Nico be for happy the first to say half he hour. Was, um, yeah. Nelly best player in the field for a long time there? I thought digging in the line apart from the forwards as you've, you'll get to. Um, McGuinness was fantastic again. His leg speed and and as you said, I, I think maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea next year. Fresh start, make him club captain and take all the pressure off Nico and let Nico be Nico. Uh, and Connor Tracy, um, they didn't miss a great deal with Kennedy not there. They missed no. some of the... That, it didn't have that big the, sweep play coming too often, but, but it was a little bit more direct. He came in and played that supporting yeah. role through the middle a little bit more, which I think led to them actually trying to play that um, push through the middle more so than the shift to the edge, which probably, you know, made him play that little bit tougher, which yeah. was, you know, needed. Um, I thought the physicality early was really um, something that they, they'd they planned to do and they'd gone out to make to try and rattle Souths, and I thought they well, did tell you rattle Souths. And, and it's always been South, It's been our concern for three years about Souths is it can be a slightly smaller. Sometimes they feel big, but mm. they can be bashed their forward pack. But um, most of them got rattled, except for Murray, who kept coming, he... Yeah. Never shirks it. Never yeah. shirks it. Never never goes backwards. But um, even blokes like Arrow, who generally just keep coming, and they get they get angrier when you yeah. when you put the aggression on them. He seemed to go backwards as well in yeah. this one, which was was interesting. You don't normally see. Um, Sharks defense early. They were putting two and three blokes into most tackles, which was really good to see. Um, something that they haven't really done. It's just sort of been one guy trying to make a tackle and one flopping in underneath. Whereas they were all two and three shoulders. Yeah. Were making contact at one time. Um, they really targeted the, the centres and the outside backs for for South, which came to fruition a few times. Poor Munro, while he had some really nice moments in attack, got um, burned a couple of times by Katoa out there and yeah. made to look a little bit silly once or twice. But um, that's you know you learn. He's only a young kid. He looks like he's got a bright future. Well, and he looked like he's about to light things, up there. And then um, yeah. I think who was was it Warren Smith calling? He said he. The invisible man got him, but um, <laughs> which was quite fun. We were, I, was, I was having time in life watching the second half. But Latrell dead set needed a map for the first yeah, hour. Yeah. He didn't know where he was. He fucking had no idea what he was doing. Like Nico pushed him around the field at the start of the game. He was kicking yeah. away from him and making him chase. 
20, 20 metres to pick up the ball every time that the Sharks finished a set, which, you know, is probably a very good... What's what I do? And we've seen the benefits. That's what worked. Remember two years ago, Cleary did it. Just kick to where he's not and make him have to... Run the 15, 20 to minutes to get the ball. Or to come back and, and then meet him with a set line. Yeah. And he was gassed after 20, 30 minutes. And, yeah. You know, obviously he's only back a couple of games at the moment, but that, I thought that was a clever way that they played that. But... Mm. He really had no impact except for that sort of 10-minute spurt where Souths really started to put it on and he decided to get involved a little bit. But yeah. somehow managed to get fucking 60-something super coach points. That's <laughs> what he does. And a, and a, and a great tackle cover bus, tackle to uh, line uh, break drag out. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the on, the on the yeah. on the other edge. Yeah, that was actually um, was that should have been <laughs> most against most teams. That's probably a try because he was in a really good position. But yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic contact to drag him over just before he put the ball down. But um, yeah, I thought um, Carla probably deserved to win by a few more if they didn't clock off in the no, last twenty yeah. minutes. I thought they were um, pretty comprehensively the better side, and um, the effort was something that going forward, you know, they're going to need, especially going into a finals campaign where they might win one or they might get blown out instead so, of fifty-five yeah. as well. Because so other teams. You know, you give a Brisbane yeah. that the, the opportunities they gave and they probably win this game. In, They're in, missing in, a bloke in the forwards that can play 60 minutes. They don't have anyone in their front row that can play 60 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Or even 50 minutes. Like, they all play 25, 30 minutes and that's it. And while you're sharing it between six blokes, yeah, fair enough. But it's, you know, <laughs> they need someone that can stretch it out to well, 40, Realistically, they need to get Finucane back into the front row and then... Have just have McGuinness play a whole game. Yeah, but even he was not playing the no. impact that he was. And probably um, hasn't wanted to. ULA probably can do it, but he's, again, only two, two or nice three games back. He, so he led the physicality for a long He's only two or three games back. Rudolph can do it as well, but, again, he was a, he's was he been a long time injured and only I think he's only three or four games back yeah. in. So give it another month, they might be able to stretch it out to 40 or 50 minutes and provide a little bit more steel through the middle. But, yeah, they, they sort of... <laughs> They um they made South probably uh, look a little bit flattered towards the back end of the game. Yeah, uh, that's the only concern. But good performance, you would have been happy. So yeah, happy just the so. enthusiasm and the effort was you know two weeks in a row because they put that same effort in against Penrith. They just got steamrolled by the best team in the comp. Yeah. So uh, who were you giving three to? Don't say Nico. No, no, I gave it to Katoa. Okay. Yeah, I right. thought Katoa was brilliant. A couple of the tries that he scored were very good efforts on his own to be able mm-hmm. to do what he did. Uh, he was always seemed to always be in the right position. I did give Nico two. Just I because. had Trindle two, but and McGuinness one, but I'm also spiteful. So. Yeah, yeah. I give Trindle two. If you want to give Nico one, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I had Murray or McGuinness. And Murray is either... Murray was brilliant. I think Murray needs to get one. Give him we'll one. Just leave Nico Because in, in a lone yeah. effort, he was um, absolutely... And, and a weekend where we've trimmed ourselves two, over two tries and yeah. over Paddy, we should we should point out that Cam Murray's pretty good at at this football caper. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he he was great too. So that was the start. Of, well, the second half of the start of rugby league chaos. Sunday, we got our second or third week in a row of Sunday chaos as Parramatta and the Dragons uh headed to what the final screen up 26 to 20 20 uh and Annesley confirmed today that that should have been a try the gutho strip which yeah right was a crucial oh, yeah, bounce back and it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. crucial moment i guess cuz i thought been, that at the time as it well it would have been i think yes. 26 10 at the time so that's a big big way home so uh 
Anyway, lesser teams. Cop it as usual. Generally. Stats. Five tries to four. Three out of five conversions played two out of four. 83% completion for Parramatta. 72% for the Dragons. Five line breaks to seven. 39 tackle busts to 34. 11 offloads to 22. 358 tackles played 379. Seven errors to 12. Two penalties conceded to six. Three ruck infringements to one. Zero inside the tens to one. <clears throat> Bryce Cartwright with 127 supercoach points. Oh, Ravalar was in front of that with 142. Mm -hmm. And Paulo with 94. Who Danon managed to find this week <laughs> to... Uh, in the draft? To, to win the uh, draft yeah, comp. Nice. But anyway... Another Sunday, another two games of complete confusion and chaos. <laughs> just both teams just having continued opportunities, making poor, simple errors, or creating some really good bits of football. <laughs> like it's, it's just one way or the other. It either completely fell to shit, or there was something really <laughs> nice that came off the back of it. Um, <clears throat> Parramatta seemed to have all the running early, They're dominating most parts of the field. Paulo was in wrecking ball mode and just charging through the middle of the field. They're getting the ball wide, causing some problems, and they scored on both edges with, um, I think it was Russell and then Cartwright took one out no, of Tommy Arthur Half. Miller, and Arthur Miller-Steven. Arthur Miller-Stevens. Scored uh, on yeah. debut. That was about all he did on debut. He had a, he had a very good first <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes. And then, he stopped rather once or twice And it became well. a doormat for the <laughs> next seven. Like he put on two good shots, I'm pretty sure, mm. on um, Rava to stop him, and then Dylan Brown put in a nice cover tackle to stop him from scoring, and he probably should have scored seven or eight tries, but <laughs> he managed to score four. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it was funny because Parramatta seemed to be able to create opportunities in different parts of the field, like Dylan Brown looked quite good early in this game, and they scored on both edges, but for Dragons it was all down. <laughs> it was just give it to Lomax and then give it to Ravalawa one-on-one yeah. -on -one with the bloke that's in front of him, and he was an absolute steam train at different times. Running it's the Ravalawa we... It's like we thought was coming two years ago, and he, I know he's had injury and a lot of issues along the way. But this was in, in the last month has been well, he's been over the side, even on one leg a couple of weeks ago. I think he gave you go, <laughs> give you legs a bit of a rough Especially up. the worst thing was when he was coming to. <laughs> um, but th that was their problem, they couldn't find any other real opportunities anywhere else no. on the field apart from getting to that right edge, which is which says something about Parramatta as well, one of their better teams, with uh, but one of their better points of opportunity with Lomax and Rava out there, but there wasn't really much else happening anywhere else on the field. Um, yeah, that right edge for Parramatta is a fucking problem. <laughs> it's a well, both edges, I just went target. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they need to go out and find. I know they were trying to get Shoop. They got shit canned. Uh, they're chasing someone else, but they they need to find a... Even, with Civ, even when Sivo's there, it's Sivo's still a, a defensive problem. problem Sivo's well. not Ravalawa, let's be honest. But he's um he's a bit better in defence than I some of these blokes like Wanga Blake and fucking oh, <laughs> the young fella that was out there. But then he got the other issues. Then he's got his other issues where he doesn't want to, he doesn't really return doesn't the want to ball, chase the ball doesn't, doesn't want to turn back yeah yeah that's you know just wants to grab the ball and bash over top of someone yeah. and score a try. Um, <laughs> there was um yeah I mentioned Dylan Brown's nice cover tackle to score uh, to stop Ravalawa but. Hat trick before half time, and then ten minutes in the second half, he's got four tries, and I just thought they were going to keep. Going. Well, it <laughs> it like, yeah, like you said, he could. I, I just thought they're going to. He's going to score seven here, and I'm just going to regret more life decisions. <laughs> Not having him in your super games yeah. team, but yeah, I mentioned they couldn't find any other uh, any other options. They got caught stand like everyone said that 
they were pretty hard done by, and you, you mentioned the the try that probably should have been a try, and there was a you know they got pretty well handled in the penalty count as well. But there was a couple of times where they basically stood on their defensive line, mm. didn't get up in the face of Parramatta, and it cost them. Yeah. Like there was a, there was more than one try that realistically should have been stopped with enthusiasm. Well, the ball and one energy, was just a flat ball that was really just oh shit, he's through now. He was in a good spot, was, you know. It like was a nice he, enough ball, this fit. Nice enough ball, nice enough line, but yeah, that that probably should have been um, should have been stopped. And there was a couple of other tries that really like the the um, the one out of dummy half from Cartwright to score the, the their second try really should have been stopped with a bit of enthusiasm and energy. Um, yeah. But they had it this game, and it makes you ask where the fuck it's been all year. Like, wh- why is why are they waiting till the point where you know they're playing off with a wooden spoon, or not quite, but close enough, yeah, to be able to put this kind of energy and enthusiasm into 50, 60 minutes of football? Like, they haven't done it for the majority of the year, and they turn up and do it here against Parramatta, yeah, just to what, just so they can <laughs> hopefully pull an upset and. Cause shit at the back end of the at the back end of the year because when they do put in the effort they're not the worst team in the comp. No, Ben Hunt had some nice touches, but again it was basically throwing the ball to Ravalloa and Lomax. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but their forwards aimed up enough in, against a, a, a Spruik forward pack. They, yep. you know, held their own more than held their own. Had them camped down there a lot of times and had them scrambling a lot of times. But they did absolutely. You, what you say is right. Like well, where has it been? Uh, like I think a bit of this, um, bit of it's come through the young bloke Dan Russell. He's been awesome yeah. since he's been in that back row for this side. I, don't, I obviously don't know much about him, but he's been brilliant since he's come into first grade. Um, Laurie was fantastic again, and never since they've sort of had him in and around the captaincy, he's been really good week in and week out for this team. Bird's inclusion coming back uh, with the twenty on his back, he was very good again. And one that I don't know, like I know there's been a little bit of injury, but I'm pretty sure he's been dropped once or twice too. Yeah, I think he has, yeah. Which I, I don't think, think he's deserved a couple at of weeks all, back. to be honest. Like he, he's been one of their better players most yeah. of the time when he's been I out there. I don't know there. how much sulking he's doing and stuff because he wanted Maybe. out. Maybe. I think he's yeah, asked for a couple possibly. of releases and stuff. So. Sloan, Lomax. That's all, I don't, I don't know. That's little just, were all okay, but um, yeah, it was Hunt and Ravalawa who were the stars for the Dragons. Uh, uh, Little's been good too. Little... Um, yeah, mentioned he went okay. Oh, yeah, yeah he's been he has been very good for him at different times this year. It wasn't his best game in this one, but he he put in a decent effort. Um, I thought Lussick was good for mm. Parramatta in dummy half. Um, I didn't really agree with him dropping hands, but to be honest, he he probably played as good as hands, if not better than anything hands has produced this year. Um, he, he was good. The halves were decent. Um, Gutherson, Hop, good. Madison all put in a really good shift in there. But it was Cartwright and Paulo. They were ridiculously good. Cartwright was um, – he's got he's deserved an extension. This is this is the year where he's shown what, I guess, we well, I think we've mentioned him, so. him six out of the last seven weeks or something. Whatever, like he's, like been, he's obviously in the right head space. Everything's going well. He's putting his football together. He's putting his effort together. And it's a bit like it, – it, it's not a fair parallel, but – what we've seen of Fafita this year and that he's putting a complete game together. Yeah. Well, that's Effort, why he got pushed out of Penrith to begin with. Yeah. He was just trying to throw the miracle pass. Yeah. He was faffing around, didn't but want to get the he, physical what shit What he's done, done. is he, he, he spent the first half of this year getting that shit right and he's earned the right to throw the flick passes now, which are leading stuff. Yeah, but he's still he's, he's putting he's in the physical right. yeah. effort first. Like he's really dominating people before he's even trying to throw, throw that flick pass at any different time. But, um, yeah, I thought he was... 
you know, you have to give it to Ravalawa for tra- four tries, I think, man of the match. But Cartwright was a very close second for I had, two I points. I had either or. I was going to say either or. And then and I, I had Paulo. I, I thought I Paulo, Paulo was too. brilliant. Wrecking ball mode through the middle of the yeah. field. It's fantastic. Um, match, yeah, match breaking, match equaling try. Um, yeah. But he, the, I don't think they win if he's not in the field. <laughs> Simple as that. So I think that you're right in all three. Uh, Parra won't make the eight. We don't need to Doesn't spend too like much it. time speculating on that. Too much chaos there. I actually think in as much as we've had time for Penasini, uh, I would suggest they probably need to go and find themselves a whole back line almost. Right. I mean, they get Sivo back. And maybe in a, in, a, in a more settled side, now that Madison's back, now that they know where Carlos doing, maybe Penasini will be better, but the rest of them... Simerson is okay. Um, maybe better. Maybe it's just the wingers. Maybe it's just the <laughs> A couple of wingers. Uh, anyway. Anyway. They've got Sivo coming back. He'll score tries. And we ended with 28-22 uh, in the NRLW. It was, in fact... <laughs> 22-18. 22-18 in the NRL proper. Right. As Canberra held on against the Tigers. Fucking again. Again. <laughs> I don't know how they keep fucking doing it, man. Oh, seriously. Their stats have got to be... They have... Uh, below today, um, everything. Uh, uh, Anyone. Courtesy like, of Rugby League... I test, test, I believe. Yeah. Um, they have the second most play the balls in the opposition 20 right. in the whole comp. Right. It's Penrith and the Tigers. Yeah. And they've it's got incredible. a differential of minus 80 or, or something. They're coming last. Oh, it's going red. We'll keep going. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, four tries to the Raiders, three to the Tigers. Three out of four conversions played, three out of three for the Tigers. 65% completion played, 77% for the Tigers. Eight line breaks to one, 48 tackle bust to 29. Seven offloads to eight, one force dropout to five, 313 tackles played 297, 14 errors for the Raiders, nine for the Tigers. One ruck infringement against the Tigers, one inside the 10 against the Tigers, seven penalties conceded to nine, Whiten with 87 supercoach points, Chris with 85, Luke Brooks with 72. It was very good. It was a pretty committed effort from both teams uh, for the majority of the game, um, especially in the first half. The first half was very competitive and both teams went back and forth. Um, Jerome Paul <laughs> went so close in that first try and he managed to fall a metre short oh, the and then double, over, yeah. double movement to, you know, should have scored the first try but got dragged down a metre out. Um, and then the ball goes and bounces like a super bouncy ball over the top of four players. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I say lots of fucking shit about the Tigers. How the like, fuck does a ball bounce like that? You, you would not see a ball bounce like that in five years and that happens. And then you look at the next part of the game where um, Brooks kicks to Staines early, the ball keeps dribbling, dribbling, bounces back, hits him in the gut, 20 metre restart. If that just sits up mildly, they score. Last play of the game, no Faluma. If it just sits up, he, like if it if it doesn't bounce the same way, the the special pumps down in Canberra, that that uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it just bounces normally, no for scores and they win the game. You go back to the Dragons game where any other time that ball sits up and it, that uh, to win the game into Dragons and it rolls into touch. But anyway, the <laughs> shit that happens, man, like it's um, tried following him. Yeah, no thanks. Rapper managed to get the first points. Bit of a softy try, I thought, for Young, where they sort of hung on to him and he managed to reach out full stretch and score, um, which probably could have and should have been stopped, which might have been the difference at the back end of the game. Um, Raiders seem to stretch your right-hand defence and the Tigers the there. The right-hand Junior, shot Tupu the shit. and um, well, what the Canberra did, Canberra 
decided for whatever reason they were going to push every pass. Mm. And they had that, that the lorry, like Whiten was owning lorry yeah. in that first half. But there was a 15, 20 minute period where they and just they broke the down. But that every time they did, Whiten would throw it into touch. Yeah, or they get down into get, good field uh, position and then fuck it up. Yeah, I think the completion <laughs> rate for Canberra was 37% or something in the first in the first half. Yeah, right. But then it came out after half time and like just decided, hey, well, let's actually play football. But they, I don't know whether that's just who Canberra are, but the execution was poor for them. They, they could have. Probably led twenty nil half, half time. Well, as I said, they were pushing down that edge. Um, their left, your right, like constantly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was a good 15, 20 minute period where they just seemed to go there, and then they get down into good field position, and then manage to turn the ball over or use to defend well, and you know keep them out for the set, and then you get the ball back. But um, you managed Tigers managed to break it uh, break open the Raiders a few times too, in and around the ruck. Appy created a, a couple of nice opportunities. Luke Brooks on the uh, on the left edge there cre created a couple of nice inside sort of balls with channels back through um, Bateman and um, Clemmer. Clemmer I thought um, had a quite good game in the middle of the field and you know well, Clemmer's a, a bloke well and truly well, up your point for what the, you said earlier. Clemmer's a bloke. I reckon the Sharks wish they had. Yeah. The bloke could play 65 minutes. I did, I did say he'd be a and, good pick-up for the Sharks. And but 190 metres and four, you know what I mean? Like just that sort of – he's just reliable. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been ultra impressed of him coming in. 50, 60 here. minutes. And he's there for another three years. He, if he's committed, I think he's no, He's been great, going awesome, great. yeah. He's been going real good. Like um, as good as he's gone for, you know, like obviously but, not and, and representative level. But all the shit's out of his game too. There's yeah. no real – he's now just laughing with the refs. Going, oh, I fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs> Fogarty's kicking game I thought was crucial uh, especially in and around the, the, the short kicking and um, some of the stuff he did there they shared it a little bit more than they usually do but um, it was good Brooks was just as good with his kicking game I yeah. thought his kicking game was fantastic as well especially his long kicking game to get you out of trouble a few times but um, it, it, just can't can't seem to close out uh, opportunity the, 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 big, the biggest and it was from the lorry injury the biggest mistake they made for the second week in a row or second week in three was moving App away from the ruck. They moved Appy to f second receiver, basically. Mm -hmm. And if they'd, I, rec I honestly think if they'd left him there, they'd keep opening it they up. probably win the game. Because there was 10 um, or 15 minutes the where they thing, opened They him took up. him off against the Dragons and they times. took him off another game since he's come back. And he's, at, he's the best hooker in the game. He, for what he's doing in that team, uh, and we've lost the camera, but we'll finish this game. Until Harry gets up and going, yeah. Until Harry gets going. But he, yeah. what he does, the opportunities he created, at first receiver, first and second receiver were um, were great as well. But he, uh, if he stays at nine, uh, I think Tigers Open get him home up a few more times. Yeah, uh, and when they looked most dangerous was was trying to come back through that back door through Appy, and that was yeah. uh, they haven't quite got that right with Buller yet. They haven't no. quite got that one two yet. That'll come at some point. Um, ball has been quiet for a, a bit now. You know, I think his teams are trying to, you know, have worked out. Yeah, yeah a bit more so pressure he's, he's on him. He's now got to then get to that next. Step. I think that you need um, you need your blokes like um, Bateman and Clemmer coming in off mm. the back of Appy to hold that ball up and then provide that yeah. second phase. Well, funny you mention that because I really liked the, and, and I've heard rap soon, but I liked Matamua what he did in the fifteen. I think he's about on the field for fifteen minutes. But he he we we haven't had a link. Tigers haven't had a link man. For a long time, they tried Bateman and didn't work. He's better on the edge. So he's almost better at centre. To be honest, they um, probably should move him to centre. Really, the way they're going because he played as good as Kapoor was at probably their best one for a little yeah. while. But yeah. I think Madam, I think there's something there for Madam Mill. And I think if they can work with him this year, I think he's only 19. Yep. Get him up and going, and he, he yeah, can we did play stand in the tackle a couple of times and, and yeah, provide and a second I'll, phase. I'll, I'll be looking yeah. to try and make him 13 and 
have Pole off the bench. Or, yeah, yeah. or, you know, he eventually row, end up into push Bateman row, the yeah. yeah, I'm not just saying Bateman should be a centre by any means, but... He's as good he's, as anything good as you got. <laughs> got. But um, that was, I think, the the best ball movements we had. Brooks, I thought, was great. I thought he really was. And he it's was. weird to say because, you know, we didn't win the game, but he it's created every opportunity. He, um, he just... Uh, but he wasn't afraid to chance his arms. Mm. I think he can... I, I nearly had early bowl prediction here. He's almost a super coach must buy next year at Manly. Say that was if you play in six, probably yeah. Yeah. If if they do, well, play, if he starts, 70, if he starts six, the Tigers, yeah, absolutely. He gets there and just has to float in off um, DCE. He, yeah, he could be scary there. Um, I, I've been disappointed in the Tigers' edges a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, when Loom is your best back, yeah, and he's on one like he dead set Papali would out sprint him these <laughs> days, so. Uh, and did some, and he was fine. Here. And for he a was great the best ball, of your back for, five. For a great Took ball a nice to, intercept. yeah, and great yeah. ball to Brooks that led to the Staines try. Staines got injured, so we didn't see him second half. Who was fine again? There's bits and pieces. You go, okay, we, you know, there's, there's bits and pieces, but uh, we've said it for a long time. Yeah. For Canberra, um, what got them back into the game? They started offloading, standing and offloading, and it was um, the two blokes you really want to wrap. No shocks, no shock here. Uh, Tarpane. Firstly, Tarpane. <laughs> he had he had spiders on him for a lot of this game. Yep. But what Horsbrew's doing now is those when they do make that half breakthrough middle, he's the one doing the big diving tackle, so, chopping down. He's yeah, doing yeah, so yeah. much cleanup work now that it. Um, I, I was so impressed with him he in this to game. Just stand and watch, yeah. and he's now doing hard, hard work through that middle, and he's learnt something there. So um, I've got to wrap him. Tarpane, um, puppy, starting to look old, but did. Um, Canberra Cup puppy. He's starting to look a little bit old at times, yeah, but yeah. he's getting through his work as he always has. Uh, and uh, I think you've covered the rest. Chris and Rappin are uh, just always in the game. They're just energy and stain. Like they're the sort of blokes that when you're playing against them, you're always half nervous when they're in the game because, you know, something's going to happen. Uh, Rappin are safe as houses under. A lot of those Brooks kicks oh, were fantastic. testing yeah. kicks and he was safe. Twile's probably one we haven't mentioned. I thought he had a good game. Yes, uh, given the, given that he Tigers. hasn't been starting at all. We mentioned Clement Bateman. Uh, Brooks was the best Tiger out there easily. Thought the halves were strong for the Raiders. Um, mentioned Rappanay. Yeah, Horsbury and Tarpanay were brilliant, and they were they were my one and two. And Tarpanay with the man of the match. Um, actually, no, I had Whiten as two. I thought a couple of the opportunities that he created and, um, you know, he led to points, which wouldn't have happened if he wasn't out there. Then I had Brooks or Horsburgh for the one. I, I had – that's tricky because um, I had – I was giving Horsburgh more points, but I think I think Brooks needs to get to at least one. Well, we can scrap Whiten. Let's just get rid of Whiten. Horsburgh two, Brooks one. Yep, I'm okay with that. Oh. As I try and get this camera going. We're pretty much done. <laughs> We've only got Just slaps and salutes to go. That looks much better. There we go. Second camera's in play. Hello, back everyone there. <laughs> Hello, peoples. Alrighty. Um, do, do, yeah, what do we take? Well, actually, last word on Canberra. They're, they're sort of nestled near the top four. Do they make the top four? Do they make the eight? I don't care where they finish. They're not going to go anywhere. They play some of these teams. The, the storm even, this week. Even the, the team that scrapes Broncos into eight. Sharks. Even the team that scrapes into eight, I think, beats them in the finals. Yeah, this is. I don't that think was they, not a top they, eight. They cannot hang on the way that they've been hanging on. We tipped the Tigers to beat them, and by all rights, they probably should have. That was um, the classic uh, 
the operation was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> Everything we said would transpire did, but the other team scored and more points. You get teams like Broncos, Warriors, even the Sharks, Parramatta. Well, they've got Storm. Can... Next, next month, they've got Storm, Broncos, Raiders, Sharks. They're, they're Raiders a chance of losing. Themselves. Uh, Bulldogs, Bulldogs, <laughs> Sharks, who, who always beat them. Um, they're a chance of losing all those games. Most of those games. And if they do, they're out. So. I don't think they missed the eight now. But um, if they'd lost this one, I'd probably be backing them to miss the eight. But uh, yeah, I think they would have at least finished in the eight much. now. Um, I don't give them much hope of firing much of a shot in the first week of the semis, and I would be wouldn't be surprised if they're the first team knocked out of the semifinals. Well, if they lost this, they're, 20, they're below the Sharks all of a sudden. They're, they're sixth and looking nervous. Anyway, we've got to talk about a pot plant who's, who... What your gardening eye? The, the player that would be better served, of, or the team would have been better served by having a pot plant. I think I've given it to him two or three times this year, but um, Jason Saab again for mine. He was basically just completely fixed to one spot on the ground for a majority of it. Made seven runs for 60-something metres. Made seven tackles, missed two, but he made four errors again. And like these handling, when he's off, his handling is atrocious. And he just... And it's generally when they're kicking to him as well. Like, you think the, the, the physique of the bloke and the way that he can jump would be able to shut down a lot of those opportunities. But he seems to cough them up more often than not. And it just directly goes straight back to the opposition and causes problems. If it doesn't lead directly to a try, it leads to a whole another set of six. And there's generally points not long after. So I, I am denied about this because I, I feel a bit bad giving it a bloke on debut. Uh, Ashley but, Clyde. Oh, but, uh, Arthur Miller-Steven, unfortunately, just was doormatted by a Ravalawa and not necessarily his fault either because that is the power structure, but um, he's probably having nightmares and probably having a bit of a break from first grade, I'd suggest, for the next few weeks. Would imagine so. So I'll, I'll give it to him. A slap. Yes, you foresaw it. First of all, I'm going to slap James Tedesco because I'm sick of his whinging. Uh, <laughs> second of all, Ashley Klein. I just need to slap the officials. We've put off doing it so long, but it's just now getting a bit beyond a joke. And it, it's costing – it's going to cost teams final spots. It's going to cost yeah, teams – Yeah, no, that's the worst part about it. Um, it's going to be a massive fuck-up in the semi-final. And there's certain individuals in the bunker that are incapable of, like, watching games as well. Yes, so I think I know your, your favourite yeah, one. But if, I, <laughs> yeah, but if I say something, then I'll be – um, Nathan Brown for mine. He's been fantastic coming back for the Roosters recently and this is the way that, you know, obviously he was out there, he was all pumped up and he takes someone's head off a couple of minutes after coming onto the game. He could have cost the Roosters the game if Manly were on and yeah, it was <laughs> definitely, we know he's been he's been quite good since he's got to the Roosters mm. but this performance was, yeah, very poor in those yeah. couple of minutes that he was out there. Yeah, lost his couple. Lost his head. Uh, finish on a good one, as they say, Barn. Who are we saluting? I've got two. I couldn't really split the two, to be honest. And um, Sorry, I've got a cop-out one as well, so that's fine. No, it's Sean Johnson. I've given it to him a few times now. He's The way that he's just picking his moments perfectly and setting up points at will when when the Warriors need them the most as well. Like, they were on the rack there when when you know they were behind and needed points and he comes up with two tries in the space of five or ten minutes just through his own footwork and a bit of acceleration to to set up um, set up the Warriors for their win. And um, Jaden Campbell, I thought, again, footwork, pace and just 
he just seems to have that footy brain. He just knows he gets himself in the right positions. He's always competing for the ball, and he, he had a brilliant performance this weekend. I've got two as well, and as I said, one's half a cop out. So I'll go for the less cop outy one first. Uh, Kalen Ponga, um, from what he's come back from, from the head knocks, from the concerns about us, mm, yeah, even absolutely. whether he finishes the season. Head knocks a big one, yeah. He is just about the form fullback of the competition. So. And is going to drag Newcastle perhaps into a final spot. Yep. And I'm going to salute the Penrith Panthers because I think that's the best 60 minutes of rugby league I've seen in a long time, mm-hmm. probably since the Penrith Panthers grand final last year, actually, if I think about it. But just every aspect of what they do uh, and what they do well um, and where they move to and how they set up games and how they defend, it's just um, absolute magnificence and rightfully will be in discussion for the best NRL team in the last 20 years. Uh, and you'd make strong arguments they are. So kudos to them, you know, for the sake of other teams. I hope someone else wins a comp, but <laughs> Me I'm, too. I'm thinking they're sixty at the moment. So yeah. uh, that's going to be how I end the game. Well done, Penrith. I have enjoyed, especially now they're back to full strength, enjoyed watching the last few weeks. Don't take the dollar sixty. Just take the dollar fifty every week from now until the yeah, end of the comp. Yeah, just comp. keep going. Take it to the grand final. All in, all in, all in. Putting your money on it. Yeah. Work for black, black caviar. So, anyway, that's been it, Bum. We will be back. Been a pleasure. Uh, maybe even tomorrow on Zoom. We'll see how we get out tomorrow, Wednesday for the tomorrow Zoom. Tomorrow, Wednesday, yeah. Uh, to preview what's coming up this week in an interesting round, which I've not looked at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Here we go. What do we got? Too busy catching up on all the rest of it. Yeah, interesting round coming up. Cowboy Sharks, Warriors, Seagulls, Eels and Roosters, uh, Titans, Penrith, Newcastle Bunnies, Raiders, Bulldogs, all with finals implications. So we'll preview all that. But uh, check out rugbyleaguemerch.com. Buy some hats and beanies and good stuff there. Uh, And we'll talk to everyone soon. Leave some feedback on YouTube especially and social media. We're on all the socials. Be good, guys, and we'll chat soon. Matilda's with a 2-0 lead with 20 minutes to go. How about that? Come on, Aussie, come on.